Welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan. I help people get it done in the sense of achieving their dreams of home ownership. Getting it done can mean so many things. It can come in all shapes and sizes. This podcast is about that central theme, getting it done, whatever that may be. In the future, we're going to have guests talk about their own personal experiences in getting it done, how they overcame adversity to achieve their dreams. Once again, I'm Jimmy Ryan, and I'll be your host, and this is our story. Hey everyone, welcome to the Get It Done podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan, and today our guest needs no introduction. He is the captain of the ship. He is a fearless leader. We are honored to sit down today with the CEO of Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, Steve Jake Jacobson. Jake, welcome to the Get It Done podcast. Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate the opportunity to be here and shoot the breeze with you a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. 2021 is all about brand. It's about helping more people achieve the dream of home ownership than ever before. How are you growing the Fairway brand? Well, it's interesting. If you, if you take a look at the industry, when there's 466 non-bank mortgages in the country, and with us closing $66 billion last year, you say, why is that important? Well, it really isn't that important, but it, it's, it's perspective. So that, that number represents probably 2% of the industry origination volume. So even though it sounds like a number of whatever, it's really not that big a deal. So it's like in anything, if you're going to compete in an industry, especially with people now that are so used to this, and if you think about it, six years ago, Rocket Mortgage, did we ever think it was going to work, right? Did we think? And for them to do $90 billion last quarter, you know, they've told us through what they've done is that it's okay to do loans online. You better know who people are. You better have a brand. And... Um, so with us making the decision not to go public, you know, we have to kind of, we have to create it ourselves. It, so many different ways I could go with that. A uh, lot of, a lot of action on the online front with the, uh, where we've acquired uh, as a company, home.com. Not sure if that's a public knowledge or not, but that, I think that's an epic move. I know that Jessica Mann has been, you know, talking about that, like it's one of the biggest things uh, ever. Is that part of your play with building the Fairway brand? Well, if you think, take a look at it, Jimmy, the industry, there's a lot of companies going public. Um, and, and, you know, obviously everybody has their own view on, on going forward. And obviously the companies that are doing that, surely no disrespect. I mean, a lot of people are doing great things. There's a lot of successes out there in the industry. Um, for us deciding to stay private, the, the one advantage, obviously, of going public is that there's a splash and your name's all over the place. And, um you have instant brand recognition when you do, when you go through that process without, with us deciding to stay private um, competing with most of our competition is going public. It was just part of us and knowing how big a deal Legion is for everybody. It was just part of our strategy for, for pressing forward and, you know, being in a competitive marketplace and having a little fun with the competition. You talk a lot about, You've already mentioned being competitive and you mentioned a lot in the book, Keep Playing, which uh, we were talking about just briefly before this, that you know, you didn't start out with uh, wanting to write a book and 
for those of you that don't know, uh, maybe you don't work at Fairway, but uh, Steve would write an email every single morning, really just an inspirational email. And uh, the whole point of it is, that, look, look, if it helps just one person, you know, it was worth uh, writing. It. And, uh, and I, I was going to tell you before, I've been one of those people, you know, that has, you know, this really helped me today. Uh, how does, how does writing this email, how does that help with competition? How does it make it so that it keeps people, well, here, we keep playing. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what game we're playing. There's a, a discipline and every day we have choices, right? And everything's competitive. Doesn't matter what industry you're in. And with us having 9,500 teammates, um, we all go through our good days and bad days. And that started out as really strictly just sensing um, that we needed a little encouragement. And so the only reason that proceeded and having done those myself for 18 months, five days a week, sometimes six, it was really because one person would say, hey, dude, thanks for doing that. Right. And so whatever was said, thank you. So it was it was never a big, you know, strategic anything um, just, to, you know, and I'm, and I'm definitely not a writer. If anybody reads that, they know I'm not a writer. And so it's, it's really just a matter of the daily encouragement that's needed by teammates. Forget fairway, just life, life stuff. Right. And so we all go through our highs and lows. And so it was really a reflection of listening and getting encouragement back from the team mates, maybe one. And then because of that one wrote it again and again and again. And now we're at a point where everybody's got a story and we're, you know, three, four months into everybody telling their own story every day. And uh, personally, I think it's a lot more fun this way. And, but you know, it's like it, anybody that talks about culture, we all talk about it, but if culture is really how you think, and how you think is a daily discipline because we can think great moment to moment or we can think bad moment to moment. So we better have some, we better have some boundaries in how we think um, in a competitive industry. And that's, that's part of what this is for. Did you, so I've been, I've read and been inspired morning after morning by this email. And I probably haven't emailed you enough back to say that, you know, it was really great, but uh, how did you get inspiration for these? I, I mean, was this just something as a, just comes up and you just start to write or? Well, I mean, having started in the industry in 1994 and having started this almost 25 years ago, every year there's something, you know, and every year, I mean, for example, in 2011, that was the year of the yellow comp change. And it didn't matter which mortgagee you work for that year. All anybody wanted to talk about was what's going to happen with yellow comp. Right. When I mean, that was that year, um, 220 was a year. My gosh. I mean, we all, I mean, forbearance, we even know what it was before last year. And, and, you know, just the whole, the whole industry went through traumatic things last year. And we went through that with our families. We went through that with our relationships, you know, and so we had to change on a dime. And so it wasn't any one thing, but then, you know, there's books and there's authors and there's people we've all studied certain people. That's how we learn to study and learn from other people. And so a lot of those were just quotes from other people um, and just, the encouragement each day of, of trying to help a little bit. And that's all it was not that complicated. I Some of them were quite brilliant. I mean, a lot of them were really brilliant. And I mean, it seems like you were just, this is notes that you've just had. And um, just, it, it's just a day, you know, there's, there's disciplines each day that everybody has in the morning. I have my own disciplines in the morning that, you know, go through and, and um, part of that's reading um, in the mornings. And so, you know, there's just, knowing that this was, was helpful would, would try to, you know, frame some stuff each day. And there's certain authors that I've known or gotten to know over the years that I particularly like, and, and 
we all have authors we like and used a lot of their stuff. Um, so it was, you know, it's not like I, like I said, I'm not a writer, didn't plan to be a writer. This was just people that happened to like them. And so they put it into a book. It wasn't because I said, put it into a book. That's, that's, that surely didn't happen. I, well, I know because I mean, they literally, they put it all in here and I'm sure you would have yeah. probably edited some stuff out, but uh, tell me, you're talking about your morning uh, routine and that's a place I want to go. Tell me about, tell me about your morning routine. What is your first hour look like? Well, this is, this gets pretty personal, but it's fine. It doesn't matter if it helps one person. It's, it's okay. I mean, um, when you grow up in the North, <laughs> it's kind of funny, small town, Wisconsin, dude, you know, just growing up playing sports, basketball, football, baseball, um, a Bible is something that you, that you heard about and you might see it at a funeral and you might see it in a hotel. If you go into a hotel, you might see a Bible there. Well, having been in Texas since 1990 in the South, I think they actually read them, the Bible. Okay. And there's a, there's a gal at, at uh, Fairway we call Buffont Anna, and everybody knows who that is. Um, but you got to read that Bible, son. You just got to read that Bible. I said, Weezy, what would you read that for? I mean, I, long story short, in 2008, 2007, there was some stuff that happened in our industry and Fairway. And um, she sent me her Charles Stanley one-year Bible at the end of 2008. We had 667 employees at that time. Right now we have just under 9,600 employees. So the first 12 years, 667, the last 12 years, you know, the, the, the difference. And every day since then, I've read the Charles Stanley daily one-year Bible. And what it means is you read Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs. And if you do it every day, you read it in a year. Now, when you got 9,500 people, you got, everybody has different beliefs. I'm surely not judgmental. Um, I'm surely not, you're asking the question, that's the only reason I'm sharing it. Um, but I can tell you that the daily discipline, I cannot tell you how many days um, my mind has been changed by what I read that morning. And so now it's at a point where it, it's just, it's, it's a discipline. And I, you know, it, it's something that to navigate our lives and navigate, you know, the crazy industry we're in, um, it's just something that has been very helpful. That's great. Is it the first thing that you do? Uh, do you, uh, do you also, do you have like a workout routine? I guess, you know, I, I work out. Yeah. I'm, I'm phys I mean, physical, I think you have to, I mean, having played college basketball, I mean, you get into discipline in, in college and high school. And I think any ex athlete, good, bad, right or wrong, we're used to disciplines. We're used to consistencies. And so I'm a, a six day work, six to seven day workout, a, a week person have been forever. I'm 60. I probably look like I'm 180 right now, but I mean, it, the, the point is I have to work out. I've always been that way. I don't know how people do what they do without working out the cardiovascular thing. Um, 45 you know, minutes a day. Um, that's part, but I do it after I read. Um, so I don't do that first thing I do. I do the reading first, then the workout. Okay. Uh, you talk a lot about basketball and how it influences you. Uh, you're just talking about daily disciplines. Uh, talk about, you know, how that really developed you as a person, basketball. Well, when you go, uh, once again, personal, when you go from being the leading scorer in the state, your senior in high school, to in three years on varsity at the University of Wisconsin scoring 14 points, and you're a little white dude at the end of the bench that, you know, it's like, look at that little cute white dude with long blonde hair. Well, obviously that changed. Um, it's honestly, it's embarrassing. I was embarrassed to be, to be in a situation where um, now I was voted captain, my senior brother players and that, you know, the, the guys, we got along all, all that was fine, but 
was embarrassing not to play. And it wasn't something to be proud of. It wasn't something to be, but when you go through two and a half hour practices every day for, you know, three years in the summer and all this stuff, you learn stuff and you, you, you learn by how you're talked to. I mean, I've had good coaches in my life. I've had terrible coaches in my life. And I think the coaches that you have, um, you learn and you learn how you can take talent. And I'm not saying me, I'm saying I watch people around me. I think I had eight guys I played with in high school, in college that played pro basketball. And so um, you just watch how talent is influenced by words and by actions. And, you know, it, 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 you make adjustments because of that. And I learned a lot from it and um, we'll always be grateful for that experience. For sure. That's, uh, that, that's great. Uh, moving on to reward philosophy. So there's a lot of listeners out there that are building teams or have teams um, and they're working hard to really retain talent. How do you create an environment uh, where people feel appreciated, uh, both in a financial and emotional way? Well, first, you got to you got to allow them to make mistakes. I mean, we're not perfect in this. You know, the consumer, I mean, you take the nicest client you've ever had in your life. You don't close on Wednesday and you close on Friday. They think you're an idiot Thursday, Friday. You know, so we're in a very unforgiving industry. I mean, we have no we're in a conditional relationship with every realtor, even though they love us, love us. If we close on time, if the money's there. It, I mean, if all those things, right? So we're in, we're in a very unforgiving industry. So you have, we have to be very forgiving on the front end. So we have to create an environment, all mortgagees, all companies, I'm sure do, where people feel safe. They got to feel safe that they can play. It's kind of like if you're playing basketball, you miss five shots in a row. Do you need your coach to sell, tell you that you suck? You miss five shots in a row? No, you know you suck. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's like you adjust your elbow different. You got to do something different, but you don't have to be told that you'd miss five shots. You know, you miss five shots. Well, you got to keep playing. I mean, nothing happens by stopping talking about the five shots you missed. Let's play. Let's keep playing. Let's keep getting better. So I think it's the, number one, it's a dis, you know, money's all important to everyone. Obviously, that's, that's a big deal, but it starts with just the belief in, the, in your teammates. I mean, if people believe that you believe in them and you got to pick, I mean, you, it's got to be authentic. You got to believe in your teammates and it does, it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have stuff. I mean, every, every company does. It's not perfect. Um, but I think it starts with believability. And people have to know that, I mean, as an athlete, you always know who the coaches are that are on your side and you play, you play better for those coaches. You just do. And I think that's where it starts. The core values of Fairway are really just, I've been around for a minute. I don't, I don't know any other company that actually lives by their core values. I mean, and humility is the first one. Speed to response is another, and I, I just see that it, it's just it's something that we actually live by. Why do you think that that fairway is, a, is is different in that way? And and also, what what about the core values is important to you? Well, I was at a place for twelve and a half years before fairway, and I was very fortunate to be with a place that was hopefully taught us the business the right way. Um, but we also were, we had the freedom we could have closing docs of title two three days early. And you get docs a title on Tuesday for Friday closing, everybody wins. It doesn't matter which mortgage you are, you win. I mean, you just do. Listing agents impressed, selling agents impressed, people are impressed. And so there's a discipline of consistency that's just, it's non-negotiable, right? And, you know, that, that, that old saying that we always talk about, uh, we say it when we used to have meetings, we say the heart of a man is haughty, or before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, before honor is humility. I mean, we're in a very humbling, I and mean, we're not going to make it through this life without dying, right? We're not going to make it through this life without adversity. 
all of us have it. Right. And so, you know, some of the toughest things in my life, losing my father, I mean, just the different things you lose, losing a couple best friends, my college best friend died, grade school, best friend died. My father died. I mean, you, when you lose people are really important to you and you go through tough stuff. I mean, how can you go through that and not be humbled? Uh, you know, and when you're humble, then it, it's easier to talk to somebody that was going through tough stuff. And so I think, you know, I was with a place that um, you close 400 units, 500 units, 300 units, wherever you close, and they want you to close more. Here we say, listen, what's your family want you to do? You know, kind of figure that out first. You don't have to do more. You got to make sure your family's good. You know, so I, I'm not a corporate person. I mean, think maybe you can tell this call. I'm not. I mean, I'm not, don't like meetings. I'm not real big on them. And um, yes, executive, I'm not that corporate. And, but, hopefully it's, it's, it's comfortable here for people to work and that's important. And you have to have fun. You gotta have, you gotta have fun with what you do. And, um, we're in, we're in a cool business. Can we take care of people? We help people every day. It feels good. Yeah. I think you're, you put people in a position where they can feel happy, where they can be encouraged, where it's like, it's allowed and, you know, high fives are, are going around. Uh, it's a really, it's, it's a really unique thing. Uh, if you were to start a podcast about anything, what would it be about? If I was to start a podcast about anything, what would it be about? It'd probably be about emotional intelligence because yeah. we, we, we watch every day consumer. I mean, you think about it. Is it going to be fixed in five minutes, five hours, five days, five weeks? Most of the stuff that we face every day is a five minute, five hour thing. You know, we watch the spikes of consumers, you know, go high and low, the, the emotional intelligence spike. And it's like, you know, stay calm through the emotion, stay calm through the spikes. Um, this is, this is for any mortgage company. We, we are dealing with real life here. Everybody's so scared that somebody's going to post something that isn't positive about any of us or whatever. And, you know, the only way we fail is if we stop, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. Um, every mortgagee does, everybody does, but you got to keep playing. And so to me, a, a lot of it is perspective and, you know, kind of keeping a balance about ourselves and, and, you know, huddling around each other, you know, nine times out of 10, you, there's always an answer, but you might not see it at first. There's always, 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 always an answer, but you might not know it yourself. You may have to go out to your teammates and say, Hey, what do you think about this? How do we handle this? There's always safety in numbers or safety in multiples always. And so many times the Jimmy's and the Steve's of the world, you know, just being, we, we try to fix it ourselves because we don't want to bother anybody. And, you know, it's just human nature. It's what we want to do. But the, the truth is if we reach out and say, Hey, what do we do with this? How do you handle this? Eight times out of 10, there's other people that maybe can have a different insight, different perspective, and that helps it to be solved. Speaking to that, as you know, we're all superhero people, you know, we're, nobody does it better than us. So get out of our way. Let me, let me spend all my time on this as you know, that type of mindset type of person, how do you, in managing, you said just, just south of 9,600 employees, you know, and I'm sure you have a to-do list that's even longer than that, than the employee list. How do you prioritize what to do on, on a daily basis? Well, we, we're, we have, you know, you, you got to keep stuff. I mean, we all have to keep things simple. Every, every company has a list of their to-do things for the year, quarter, whatever. And so those are, that's pretty basic one-on-one for every company. It doesn't matter what the industry, but we're, we're in a industry that <laughs> it's pretty reactionary and it's pretty fast. It's fast paced. And, 
you, you better have systems in place that you can react to the street quickly. And um, having been a loan officer, my, you know, my background is an originator. Um, the, the problem with this originator is when stuff's going on wrong, we never think we're getting another loan the rest of our lives. And, and we panic. And you say, really? It's the truth. We're on straight commission. We just don't, it's really hard to impress upon somebody that's not on straight commission. What's it like to be on straight commission? And, and we freak out. And so we got to, you know, we try to balance that out and understand what the street's going through. And um, that's never easy. So it's a, it's a day-to-day, it's, it's the way it goes. It, it, you know, if you're going to play in the sandbox, you better have systems that can react quickly to what's going on. That's beautiful. Um, all right, I want to be super respectful of your time uh, today. There's a few questions that we, uh, that we ask everybody on uh, wrapping up. And the first is, uh, do you feel like you ever got a big break? Um, I ever had a big break. I think, um, yeah, I mean, you, the big breaks are the people you meet along the way. I mean, you meet some amazing people along the way. And, and, and you always kind of felt there's an invisible hand that kind of directs you along the way. And it's, if you, if you're patient and don't overreact and just keep taking steps and taking steps and taking steps. And it's kind of like that thing. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And if you can keep the discipline in your mind, when you're going through some tough stuff that you say to yourself, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. For what? To make me better, better perspective, better person, um, better teammate, uh, better brother, better uncle. I mean, if it's happening to me or happening for me. And I think that discipline of, and I have, you know, this is self-talk. This is what I have to tell myself when we're going through stuff. Okay, that's this is happening for me. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. That's beautiful. Was there ever a time, Jake, you felt like giving up? Um, 24 and a half years. I'll just say this, Jimmy, I wouldn't want to do it again. Okay. It's, it's a once in a lifetime thing. Um, it's, uh, you know, when people start something, they don't know what they don't know. And the problem in the mortgage industry is the only way you learn is you got to write checks out and the people in wall street. And well, let's say the secondary, the, the, um, broker dealers, the Fannie Freddie, all they care about is how much cash you have. You know, they expect you to do fan. They expect quality control and QC and all that stuff. But they, all they want to know is can you write checks out? And so when you've written checks out and you've written checks out and anybody that's been on this for a while has written checks out, you realize that once you go through that, you wouldn't really want to go back and do it again. You, you just keep going forward and, and keep playing. That's it. <laughs> if we're still here, we still got more people to help. And that's the way I look at it. That's awesome. Uh, if you were to do it all over again, what would you change? I wouldn't worry so much. I, I would, I would keep it a lot lighter. Um, very humble beginning company. Um, dad was an intensive care. That's a long story, but um, the twists and turns, I, it would, would probably just not worry as much. I mean, that's great. Simple advice. Just wouldn't, wouldn't have worried as much. Um, I think every, everybody could use that. Uh, final question is uh, to, you know, the person out there that sees you, Jake, in this position of, you know, here, you're, you're leading a nearly 10,000 person company. You're, you just won best uh, a company to work at, not just mortgage company, but the best company in the country to work at. Number one, to the person that wants to follow in your shoes, what advice would you give 
to someone looking to get it done? Well, we all have the same opportunity each day. And I think part of it, and this has helps me a lot personally, is just take one day at a time, um, do the best you can do that day. I mean, you know, we always plan for the future, but we live today. And, you know, the precious present right now, let's play. It's kind of like the game is on right now. Don't, you know, don't get ahead of ourselves. I mean, the future can freak you out. You, know, you just got to take it one day at a time. And to me, it's, it, you know, you got to have your disciplines. I mean, we all have them and you got to have your disciplines that are healthy for you. And each person knows what that is for themselves or they should. Um, and then just don't get ahead of themselves. And, you know, it's like this. If you take your eyes off yourself, your light, your, your life gets lighter. When you focus on yourself, your, your life gets more muddled. So we're in a tremendous opportunity industry where we can take our eyes off ourselves every day to help the Jimmys of the world, to help the Steves of the world, the originators, to help the people that we're doing loans for. And when you do that, it makes it a lot lighter. So I'd say two things. One, just, you know, be good to yourself and that just take one day at a time. We're going to make mistakes. We're not perfect. And um, take the eyes off yourself and put on helping other people. That's, that's beautiful. That's fire. All right. I want to thank uh, Jake for uh, coming on the podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening as well. And if anyone uh, wanted to reach out to you, Jake, how would you want uh, people to connect with you? Call Jimmy. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> my, my email address is pretty easy to find. So it's well, not that complicated. We'll, we'll include a, we'll, we'll include a link in the, uh, in the podcast description. Okay. Uh, all right, this has been the Get It Done podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And if you want to support the show, please tell a friend, write us a five-star review, hit that subscribe button. All those things make a huge difference in helping us reach more people. Once again, I'm Jimmy Ryan. Thank you again for listening. Many more stories. Uh,